Good morning and welcome to Tuesday morning, September the 20th in 2022 on When I Rise. Today we continue year C, proper week 21, which is the 16th Sunday after Pentecost. And on the Tuesday of the week, we'd like to take a look at the Psalm passage, which comes to us from this week from the Revised Common Lectionary in this week of the church's calendar year. And so we found ourselves in a familiar spot. Stop me if you've heard it. Psalm 91 verses 1 through 6. And then verses 14 through 16. So let me read that passage. Got a couple points for reflection, and then we'll spend our time praying along the theme that we find there. Thanks for making us part of your morning on When I Rise. Let's allow our souls to rise and meet God together in a time of prayer. Psalm 91, verses 1 through 6, and then verses 14 through 16. Whoever dwells in the shelter of the Most High will rest in the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. Truly He will save you from the fowler's snare and from the deadly pestilence. He will cover you with His feathers and under His wings you will find refuge. His faithfulness will be your shield and rampart. You will not fear the terror of night nor the arrow that flies by day nor the pestilence that stalks in the darkness nor the plague that destroys at midday. Because he loves me, says the Lord, I will rescue him. I will protect him, for he acknowledges my name. He will call on me and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. With long life I will satisfy him and show him my salvation. This is the word of God for us. In a Christian service of worship, whether it's a formal one where there's like kind of like a liturgy, like you get like a bulletin on the way in, so you know like where the thing is going, or an informal one where there's screens on the wall and we can kind of predict the order that things come in. There seems to be always a closing word. Um, maybe for some it's like a closing prayer. Uh, for others, it's just hey, we'll see you next time. Uh, thanks for coming. Like more of a, I don't know, a great a grateful statement to the church. But in formal worship, we have this idea called a benediction, right? Benediction is the very last words that are spoken. It is uh, defined literally as like well wishes that we give uh, to a community. Other people might call them uh, good words, uh, things that we say over those who have worshiped together. Uh, in a traditional way, uh, the order of worship uh, was something that we did together. I mean, liturgy fancy term liturgy just means the work of the people when we come together we come into a sacred space like a sanctuary no matter what it looks like stained glass or otherwise but uh, we lift prayers together we lift songs together Uh, there are musicians maybe with instruments but every voice is an instrument hands are an instrument of clapping or being raised in the air right so then we attend ourselves to the teaching Um, in some worship services they have prayers that are offered, prayers of the people, and we say in unison after a request is given, um, hear our prayer, right? And we, so we say all these things, um, and we do this work together, and then we leave from that place. And so what's what better way to honor all those who've gathered for worship than to give them a benediction, a well-wish? And some preachers are good at this, and some um, are just like, that's just the last thing that we do. Uh, my favorite benedictor, if that's, I don't know, a proper term, is the Reverend Dr. Chuck Roberts from Peachtree Presbyterian in Atlanta. 
whenever he would give the benediction, um, it's usually the same benediction, uh, at least all the times that I was able to worship with Chuck leading worship. Um, but everyone paused for it. It wasn't like people were, you know, checking their phones to see and like texting where like lunch plans were or like, you know, people gathering up their coats and moms gathering up their purses and things like that. No, like, like everybody stood still and they received a well wish. And it was those last impressed upon words upon the heart and the mind of the worshiper as we leave together, right? And go back out into the world as a scattered people of God. All that to say, like Psalm 91, along with some other Psalms along the way, uh, seem to be this benediction, these uh, good words, these well-wish Psalms in the Psalter. Um, It starts off with a pattern of this promise of confidence, verses 1 through 6. Whoever dwells in the shelter of the Most High will rest in the shadow of the Almighty, right? And it goes on further. He will, uh, you will not, verse 5, you will not fear the terror of night, nor the arrow that flies by day, nor the pestilence that stalks in the darkness, nor the plague that destroys at midday, right? These common fears that perhaps emerged from this community, these things that happen in the middle of the night, or this disease that runs through a community without any sort of awareness, right? God will protect you even from those things, right? Then we shoot all the way down, and this is what some commentators call the oracle, or like a future forecasting of how God will sustain us. In the voice of the Lord, it says, Because he loves me, says the Lord, I will rescue him. I will protect him, for he acknowledges my name. He will call on me, and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. With long life, I will satisfy him and show him my salvation. So it ends with this forecasting of God being with the people of God. So what a great thing to hear at the end of worship, right? We've just offered prayers. We've borne witness to how broken things are in the world around us. Wondering if it's all going to come unraveled, right? So when we turn to the text, the scripture, after we've raised up our songs of praise, and um, after we have begun to part ways from the community, the, the minister says, oh, one more thing. Have confidence in God. And God says that God will be with you in the days to come. Uh, what a thing to carry. And I think that's one of the gifts of being in the people of God is that we've got this long corridor, this long tradition of people who've walked faithfully with God. When we enter into our church community, we've had people who've been walking the faith in the flesh before us that we can lean on. And then we've got people younger than us who are coming up the ranks and we're able uh, to pour into their life. Like they're counting on us and we're counting on others. And what a great gift that we have. And then we can look at each other. We can say, hey, God is good. This world is good, and God is going to show you his goodness in the midst of this life. And we can look into the future, though it's uncertain, and though we have no idea what can happen 10 seconds or 10 years from now, know that God will be with you, that God will deliver you, and that his salvation and his grace will get the last word. I think this meets some of us in an important time this morning. We've got just all sorts of stress climbing up into um, our consciousness, right? We're trying to beat it back with the time of silence and prayer before the sun comes up. Or we have to grapple with all the tasks of the day, whether we're going to school or going to work. We think, wow, like, how can I know that I can trust in God? This world seems to be coming apart at the, you know, fraying apart at the seams. And it seems like there's no good words out there. It's all bad news. And then we come to the ancient text once again that came from a long time ago. People with the same uncertainties that we are tempted to have on this day. And what do they hear? They hear some good words, some well wishes that this God is going to be with you. So brother and sister in Christ, 
May this good word reach all of us today, that his salvation will be with us. He will show us his salvation today and in the days to come. So with all those things in mind, let's spend some time praying to our God this morning. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, we thank you today that we can draw near to you as you draw near to us. Jesus, you told us that uh, this great invitation that come to me, all who are weary and heavy laden, and you'll find rest for your souls. God, if we can confess to you today, there is unrest deep within us. Uh, we fear the future. Um, we have unresolved things from our past. And those things collide together and they make us uneasy in this moment. But we thank you for the, the transformative nature of the scripture text which tells us that we can have confidence in you, that you're going to be with us, that the things that approach us without any sort of warning, that it doesn't catch you off guard, but you have the power to sustain us in those moments. And we think about the future and how uncertain it is and how fast things are changing. We wonder if we're going to have any sure and firm footing in the days ahead. We thank you that you're already dwelling in the future, that you're already there, and that you're going to draw us into that place of abundance, and you're going to be with us even then. So God, we allow our souls to rise to meet you, all of our cares to come before you today. We thank you that you care for us, that you'll never let the righteous fall. So we pray that you lift us up today and allow us to experience the goodness of God during this day in front of us. We ask all these things in Jesus' name. Amen.